Chapter 28 The Journey On The next day after marching from the palace and losing ourselves in London, sleeping in a pair of safe houses and proceeding out towards the reassuring darkness of Camelot Forest, this group of briefly reprieved criminals would convene for our first council of war. It took place on the site that a round table had once been, its timbers wasted away to nothing. Gwendolen stood where Merlane informed her our Thor once sat, took a deep breath and surveyed her allies. The House of Skygrail, headed by the Dukes, intends to marshal their forces and spread out to conquer Europe. With me gone, that takes away the pageantry my fa- that the Archduke of Buckingham founded his plans for an empire on, which means he will have to take these countries by force. The French Empire, Spain, Prussia, Austro-Hungary, these are all places where the people are weakened and struggling to survive. There are bar guests over there, countless in number that impede their trade and travel, making them very dependent on England. It will not be too difficult for the Duarte to both act as their salvation and an ever-present threat. They haven't a chance of repelling a serious attack. So we need to give them some kind of chance. Are we all in agreement on that? Yes. 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 And are we all in agreement that as things stand, we can't possibly take down the House of Skygrail on our own? Yes. 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 Yes, I suppose so. Very well then. Merlane, what are our options? As I see it, our possible courses of action are to return to London and continue Robin, Scarlet, and Oberon's rebellion, expanding it to a full-on revolution, in an attempt to confound the control of the Duarte and give the Londoners a chance for a better life. Or we can stay in Celador and journey over the Green Sea, following the footsteps of the Aka tribes who made their exodus south, and travel through those uncharted wildlands in an effort to recruit as many of their ice casters as possible, and build an opposing army that way. <clears throat> uh, I have something to say. What is it, Oberon? Whatever you guys choose, I volunteer to head south. Ajax and I will do our best to get you all the help we possibly can, but we're going to be on our own. What? Nonsense, old boy. I'll come with you. No, Rob. This is a journey we have to take alone. Ajax is sick. You know that. He's been a danger to all of you, even though you've been so welcoming. Oberon. I know, buddy. You wouldn't do any of them any harm on purpose. But it's your head. Something up there isn't safe. And I have to keep you alone and away from people you could harm until... Until we can find folks just like us who can... Who can take it. Oh, Oberon, you don't have to. No, I do. And this... This is something I've been living with for a while. And I haven't told any of you. About six months ago, I blacked out. Lost in the evening. Woke up next to the carcass of a cow. 
Its blood was all over my hands, my jaws. I couldn't even remember killing it. Since then, I've had flashes. Little ticks where I have to remind myself where I am. I've been angry for no reason. I've lost what people's faces should look like. I... I forgot my name. Thought it was John for a while. No. And yes, I find myself stealing things for no good reason. Useless, random things. Yeah, it's like this guy right here when he was younger. That's how it started with him. I haven't been able to face up to it. I didn't believe I had the strength until the past few days when... Everything seemed like too much to get through. And yet here we are, still alive. What this means is that I'm showing all the early signs of Mind Shadow. I don't know how much longer I can be around... safely. I just know that if I hurt any of you... I... I life would become unbearable. There must be a cure. Surely there must be a cure. There's no cure. And it's going to get worse. A lot worse. So, we're just gonna go. We'll be fine, Ajax and I. It'll be good to be out in the fresh air, just walking the world, seeing what we can see. But I want you all to know it has been, well, not the best time of my life. Some of it was terrible. But look at what I've got to choose from. This last week has been... It's helped me focus on what was important in my life. I wish... I hope... I never forget you all. Oberon, I will stay with you. No. You can't understand what this means. I won't put you through it. Nah, don't talk about putting me through it. If you want to leave because you really want to be alone, you can go and be alone, but I'm not letting you walk away just to protect me. Listen, my whole life, every minute of my day is dangerous and foolhardy. If I have the option of being with my friend while I'm doing that, then so be it. Plus, I'm pretty fast. You'll have to catch me. And I'm prepared to do that for the rest of my life. But... Gwendolyn, I'm not going to ask you to do the same. This week, I have lost my house, my job, my virginity, and my cat. And I just got hold of the two of you. I'm not letting you go. I know for sure now that I can help. I'll stay with you two. My place is in London. What Gwendolyn said about us giving those people a chance is what I've devoted the past ten years to. I've got so many more who need and depend on me. But I'll find us a new eye out there and keep the own fires burning. And you and your brother, the lot of you will always have a place at my table. I can't possibly promise that I'll be there at all times. But for now, you can rely on my counsel and my shield. You provide those rubdowns every few days and find me some tasty food, and I suppose I'll grace you with my presence. But only because hanging around this castle bores me now. What? 
sure what you want me to say. I mean, this is heartwarming if you're that sort of person, but I'm not. I don't dream of Prince Charming. I don't gather round with the family on Christmas Day and watch the little ones open their presents. I don't see why giving up my life of luxury to go wander in the great beyond with someone, two people who may lose their marbles and attack me at any minute, is such a capital notion. Quite frankly, I think you're all off your rockers for saying you will. But, after all, I suppose... Oh, sod it. Since London's about to turn into a war zone, I might as well tag along with you bunch of prats for a quiet life. I may find a lucrative application for my skills while I'm doing so. All right. You betray us again, even by accident, and I'll kill you. If it comes to that, I think I can handle myself. I pulled my punches and didn't pull my triggers last time. Settled then. Glad to have you aboard. I don't know what to say. This is... <sighs> no one's ever... You don't need to say anything, old chum. Just stop talking about going off alone. You'll never be alone. Thank you all. So it's decided then. We go south over the Green Sea to find the Aka tribes and recruit an army of ice casters. If I may make a final point before we begin our journey, there is one task that we could achieve if we do obtain their help. Oh, yes? Let's say we do muster a ragtag army. That many ice casters put together our powerful force nonetheless. So on our return, before we march on London, if we head north from here, through hundreds of miles of forests and mountains, we will find the resting place of the drakes. There, we can finish Arthur's work, and put an end to those balefully cunning fire-breathing beasts once and for all, thus making these lands safe for the Duarte in England to return. That way, should we prove victorious or not, we will have saved this world from further destruction and given a home back to this Duarte who would otherwise seek dominion elsewhere. Hmm. Hundreds of miles is an awfully long way to drag an army that's already travelled so far, especially with only the promise of a fiery death to free up the land that rejected them for the benefit of their hated enemies. If we do not, then when the drakes awaken once more, we shall all feel their wrath. Imagine if they got through to your world. I know, I know. It's... It's something that keeps all the dwarfed people up at night. What will happen when the drakes eventually, inevitably return? How can we defend ourselves? I know it's a threat we can't ignore. I know that if we do, then everything we fight for would be in danger one day anyway. Which is why we're going to recruit the drakes to fight my father. Afterward, in the crumbling atrium, the green-clad Duarte waited for Gwendolyn to emerge from a private conversation with Malane. 
Viola came out first. They regarded one another for a moment. If you ever make her cry, I'll unravel your brain like a cat with a ball of yarn. Fair enough. You ever make Oberon feel like less than a prince and I'll donate all your possessions to a dozen vagrants. Oh, then we understand one another. Listen, Viola. I'm terribly sorry I kidnapped you and called you a pampered clown. Well, I mean, that's not entirely true. I'm not sorry all this happened, but... You're forgiven. I'm a teeny tiny bit sorry I was such a beast to you. I've been wondering, though. I've never seen someone else who can do what you can do. Firecasters all over the shop, and I once saw an Akka Icecaster work their stuff, but this mind magic is something else. Ah. It's forbidden, isn't it? Yes. Deeply. Well then, wherever did you learn this particular bag of tricks? Now therein lies a tale. And you're going to have to get me pretty bloody drunk to hear it. I know the worst place in town. Why and how does that not surprise me? At that point, the prior princess finally appeared. Viola shot one more meaningful look to the thief and made her excuses. Our new leader stood, somewhat shyly, with the green-clad dwarf, both back in their outlaw outfits. So... What am I calling you? You seem to know last night. Well, yes, but I mean now. Is it Gwendolyn? Is it Catherine? Who are you going to be? Are you going to carry on being Robin? Would you entertain the notion of going back to Ben Wessex? No. I chose my new name. I purposefully abandoned that old life. Whatever I am now, I built with this new role. It means so much more to me, and it's a constant, daily reminder of what I have to do. What I want to be. Ben is a ghost. But with you, everyone knows you as Gwendolyn. Yes, they do. And if I'm honest, Lady Catherine was a mask. And the little girl I was is always going to be there, but just like you, Gwendolyn is who I am now. And when people look at me, that's who I want to be. So I suppose I shall stay as Gwendolyn. But not a princess. Mm, no. And I've been considering that deeply too. I've thought of a name for our gang, far better than Merry Men, which will serve as a reminder of the greatest act of theft that England has endured under Duarte rule. They took from us the idea that we had a right to govern ourselves. That's what we're taking back. Oh, all right. What are we going to be called? Well...
have just finished listening to The Princess Thieves. Written, produced, directed, and edited by Alexander Shaw with a full cast. Princess Gwendolyn, performed by Theo Lee. Robin, Archduke Coriolanus, Jack, Skender, Garlic, Ian, and various extras, performed by Alexander Shaw. Viola and Dashudia, performed by Loretta Saylor. Oberon, performed by Matt Wardle. Mortimer and Scarlet, performed by Sharon Shaw. Merlain, performed by Maureen Foley. Nightwind, Yetmir, and Captain Baltus, performed by Spencer Lieb. Lord Aaron, the Black Shuck, and various extras, performed by James Batchelor. Simon, performed by Paul Davies. Ajax, performed by Alistair Stewart. Nanny T and Marchioness Marissa, performed by Liz Atkins. Simpson, Dr. Marcus, Stoat, Watchman Jones, and the Marquis of Chiswick, and various extras, performed by Matt Ramsey. Latika, performed by Shanta Parasuraman. Evans, performed by Pascal Dooley. Tommy, performed by James Perkins. Watchman Smith, performed by James Carter. And Lavinia, Lady Imogen, and the Aka Girl, performed by Willow Shaw. The Princess Thieves theme was Arrival by I. Sazanov of Shockwave Sound. Olympus, Rapture, and Welcome to Chaos, composed by Ross Bugden. London Town, composed and performed by Gavin Dunn, aka Miracle of Sound. The Phoenix, composed by Mattia Cupelli. Ancient Heroes, performed by Kleinos. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, originally composed by Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. Brandenburg Concerto by Johann Sebastian Bach. Egmont Overture by Ludwig van Beethoven. Rans de Vaches is an old Swiss folk tune that features in Rossini's William Tell. Canon in D Major, composed by Johann Pachelbel. And all other music was composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Many soundscapes provided by Tabletop Audio and ASMR Rooms. This book is dedicated to my magical rogue, Willow. New Century will continue in Uncivil Outlaw. And the Princess Thieves will return in Thief Knights and Dragonflights. Something new stalks the streets... Nope, sorry. Something new stalks the night in London. The Black Shuck rises and also returns to punish all wrongdoers, whatever wrongs they be doing. And now tonight, he has a young ward with him. Someone to mould in his image and teach the ways of the brutal streets. And his name... Is Shuck Puppy. Oh, you said I was going to get to choose my name. Well, what do you want, then? I want to be the Dark Wolf. Mmm, that sounds a bit too intimidating. You need to be about half as scary as I am. The Dark Shuck, then. That's less black than black. The Dark Puppy. Blackjack. The Wolf Cub. Now I've got it. Spring-Heeled Jack. Yeah, alright. 
The Black Shock will avenge his probably dead no parents. And spring Jack will make amends for his terrible wrong. He will save as many lives as was lost for his greedy moment of stupidity. Let's go liberate some Londoners. We, we are, are the things, things what's spring in the, the night. night.